Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. Love to hear from you on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling text line at 765-447-4080. Your questions, your thoughts, your taunts, whatever you got. Uh, we got it there for you on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling text line. Speaking of taunts, we're going to go over to our uh, uh, hotline here and bring in my uh, arch nemesis uh, slash frenemy, former uh, broadcasting partner and, well, actually current broadcasting partner because we're back doing the Purdue Tailgate show again this year. Kyle Charters is back with us. Hey, Kyle. How you doing, bud? Uh, hey, Jared. I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. It's football season. That was uh, that's a good thing. That was very convincing with the hanging in there. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So look, I, I was on the show yesterday, and I said how happy I was that the first week of practice. You weren't hearing anything. There was no buzz. There really wasn't any news. You just knew that it was kind of happening. I, and I said that that's great because you want to get through this. You want to get your guys going, and you don't want to deal with any of the injuries or any of the controversy. And then what goes and happens? Uh, Purdue loses a pretty darn good tight end. Uh, on Monday in in Garrett Miller. Uh, your thoughts when you heard that he's done for the season? Well, it's unfortunate, certainly. I mean, you know, a, a lot of teams losing your backup tight end would be, you know, probably not that big a deal. But Garrett Miller is a good player, and probably of Purdue's tight ends, the one that has the, the best prospects for being an NFL tight end, um, just sort of a, a big play type of receiver and so really what was maybe one of the biggest positional strengths for Purdue uh in terms of talent and depth you know gets thinner um so it's unfortunate I mean I, I think that you could have used those two tight ends together a lot and uh, I think you would have seen some big plays out of them Purdue will have to go elsewhere um so it's a it's an unfortunate loss but at, at least it does come into position where you've got some other guys. Yeah, the next guy up would be Paul Paferi. If you would have told me two years ago that Paul Paferi was going to be thrusted into a uh, you know, a, a second tight end role, I, I would tell you that the season does not look like it has a great <laughs> outcome. But I, I'll tell you this, he's got the body for it. And I feel like when I've seen him at times, like at practices and stuff like that, uh, I don't know that I give him enough credit. Uh, what do you think? They caught a touchdown pass also versus Indiana last year. I mean, yeah. I, I thought he looked good as a tight end. I, you're right. Uh, when it it didn't work out for him at quarterback, it would have been very easy for him to transfer somewhere else and continue to play quarterback there. It wasn't going to work for him to play quarterback at Purdue. Uh, but he, he switched positions, and he gained a bunch of weight, um, and he looks pretty good as a receiver as a tight end. The, the the thing that we don't know because we just haven't seen it enough, and I think it's sometimes hard to judge in a practice type setting is is can he block? Um, we we just don't know the answer to that. I, I don't know that he could block like Garrett Miller, but could you use him in some situations where you know he's just out there as an athlete, you know, split out a little bit? Maybe that's uh, a possibility. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he has some upside to him, which. Uh, speaks to I think his athleticism and his his uh, his work ethic that he was able to change himself from a a quarterback to a tight end and be one that does look like he has a little bit of potential. I, this this stings the most in basically goal line situations, right? When you're inside the five, you want to have two big tight ends that can possibly push the pile, but then also 
uh, are a threat to kind of go through and, and cut out and uh, make that uh, touchdown catch, right? I mean, um, I, I, I just well, feel like that's the biggest impact here, right, is, is being able to have those double tight end sets where you can do both those things. That's usually in close quarters. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that Purdue has, you know, what Jeff Brom has used two tight ends uh, at times anywhere on the field and been able to to use uh, them as big play receivers. I mean, we saw it with Bryson Hopkins and we saw it with Payne Durham last year. Um, so I, I do think it limits, you know, really beyond just in the red zone, but but elsewhere. And for a team that does not have a wealth of experience with pass catchers, I mean, heck, you'd, you'd put Garrett Miller as what the, without looking at the stats, he's got to be the fourth leading returning Correct. receiver, right? Correct. Something like that. 19 uh, catches, so, 165 yards. Yeah, so, I mean, you are losing a guy who does have experience on a team that does not have a ton of experience for pass catchers, so... You know, you do lose something there, and uh, you know, I don't. I don't think you can sort of understate that. Um, but I do think that Purdue has some other options. You know, maybe some non-tight end options. This team ha- has some depth, I think, in the receiving core, though maybe it does not have that star a one guy that we've seen. You know, between Rondale Moore and and David Bell here recently. So I think that Purdue will still be able to move the football, still be able to make some big plays, but maybe you do lose that big play tight end. We're talking with Kyle Charters here on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline as uh, Purdue continues to get ready for that uh, big September 1st kickoff against Penn State. Um, Kyle, there's been so much talk about realignment, who's coming, who's going. Uh, We've crossed a lot of that, but now we're getting closer and closer to the Big Ten finalizing a new media rights deal. I mean, that's what it all comes down to is, is the money here. The reports today that NBC and CBS are both going to pay uh, $350 million per year and that ESPN is out of the fold. Um, mm-hmm. a, a little bit surprised by that? I, I mean, what, what do you take away as a, as a regular fan here uh, what the Big Ten is, uh, is doing in cutting out what has you know, basically been the name in, in, in sports for, I mean, how long now? For a long time, I don't know that the Big Ten's cutting them out as much as ESPN is, is stepping away from the, the race a little bit. I think it sets up a pretty interesting dynamic just in college football that ESPN is going to be the SEC network and the Big Ten will be on Fox, NBC, maybe CBS, the Big Ten network. Uh, you know, it's as we sort of trend toward two power conferences – um, you're going to have a, a dynamic where the Big Ten is not on ESPN. I mean, that just seems sort of crazy. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it matters in, in 2021, 2022, and beyond. Um, not to be on ESPN. Um, you know, Fox has a good presentation um, since it sort of became a bigger player in in college football a few years ago. Um, you know, the Big Ten Network does a good job. So I, I, you know, I, I think that no matter what these days, people find where their team is. Um, I, I'm just not sure that, you know, if ESPN's not part of the package, I don't just don't see it as a big deal. I do think it's interesting, you know, the the, the network pregame show, the TV pregame show that you you tend to go to, 
is college game day. So that's my one question. So if, if the Big Ten is not part of ESPN's package, how much does it hurt that the Big Ten won't have, you know, ESPN's college game day coming mm-hmm. to campuses? Does that does that matter from like a, you know, maybe even a recruiting point of view or, you know, recruits seeing them at your school or, you know, being there when you're on a visit, something like that. Does that matter? And I don't know that I can answer that. Um, it seems like it probably matters less now than it did 10 or 15 years ago because there are other pregame shows and other networks and, you know, other, other networks are investing big money into all of this. Um, but I, but that to me is the one question I think that you have about all this. If ESPN is, is not part of it, how much does some of that other stuff that comes with ESPN, uh, you know, it's sort of being the go-to still, uh, TV pregame show. How much does that matter? You, you mean to tell me that the kids aren't tuning in to Lee Corso? I, I just don't know if I buy <laughs> that, Kyle. I mean, they want to know uh, what mascot head he's going to put on. Come on now. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, you know, just the attention that the show brings to your campus if they're there. Okay. Um, I, I do think that matters some. I, I just don't know that it matters as much as it did uh, it, 10 or 15, 20 years ago. It it, it has so many ripple effects, and, you know, a, a little bit later on I'm going to get into it here, but uh, just to me, now that you've taken, you've taken two of the major players right off the board because the SEC is going to have to uh, renegotiate its rights here soon, and if NBC is already paying Notre Dame and now the Big Ten and CBS and Fox are paying the Big Ten, boy, they're, uh, the SEC looks like they don't have a whole lot of bidders for this. I'm surely they'll work <laughs> out a deal, but, I mean, um, a lot of the money's gone. I think Notre the Dame's going to have it. The money doesn't end, Jared. Come on. Uh, we, all thought, we all thought with COVID that this hole was going to be a big readjustment in the, in the economics of college athletics and it it did not happen i mean the the money is is even more crazy than it was just five years ago um yeah i think there'll always be money i I think espn is probably lining itself up for that sec contract i mean it just seems like that's that's what it's going to do. And they may they may be able to get it at a nice little uh, pay cut here too. I think, but then again, they also own the SEC network. Too. I mean, they've they've got to be all in on it. And that's uh, I don't. That's it's a very interesting dynamic. I, I got thoughts on it, and and we'll get into it a little bit later. But uh, I don't think you can deny that uh, this is all a very very big win for the Big Ten. Uh, they're going to get there first. They're getting a, a big chunk of the money and. Uh, you, you got to say they're the conference now. I, I would say they're in front of the SEC, right, with this TV package in, in the deal. I mean, with the money, they're 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 number one now, right? Well, in terms of what they got to win, I mean, you can't you can't deny that this, the SEC I, this is beating this is the such, Big Ten. This is such a win for the like. Look, you are going to have Big Ten football on from coast to coast from morning to night. Right? This is yeah. not just an afternoon and then there's a one-night game. I mean, there's the early games, there is the afternoon window, there is going to be a primetime game, and heck, with the two with the Pac-12 schools possibly coming over here and stuff too, the, the supplement USC and uh, UCLA, you'd also have a late-night game. And uh, they're, they're making all of the money on this, and when you make the money, you know the golden rule, he who has the gold makes the rules. And, <laughs> I mean, these guys, they're in such a great 
position now to add more of who they want because they're going to have the money to do that. I, I just feel like they're in the best position right now to succeed over the SEC. Well, I don't know about that. I, you know, the SEC has a lot of advantages being uh, in the South, uh, but I do agree that uh, that Kevin Warren, for as much uh, for as much crap as we gave him, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, made some good moves here recently in getting USC and UCLA. Well, he didn't do anything and, about that, remember? They did that on their own. They just got together, they just came up with this idea, and then they went over to his place today. He didn't know anything about this. Part, part of the alliance. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think the Big Ten has made some some good moves, clearly, and it has resulted in a a television package that, what, is going to bring every school like $100 million a year. I mean, that's just uh, funny money at this point. It's it's sort of crazy. I don't know how the schools are going to spin that. I'm sure they will certainly find a way uh, to do it. But, I mean, you can't deny that the SEC uh, wins the games. Like, they win the national championship. So <laughs> so it's hard. It's hard to say that for the Big Ten has positioned itself ahead of the SEC. The SEC's won. The Big Ten needs to win. The Big Ten needs to win in more than just football. He's winning basketball, too. It's been since what? 2001 since it won a national championship? I, guess I mean, come on. It, it just depends on what your scoreboard and the situations are for this. That's what I think it boils down yeah. to. Kyle Charters, uh, our buddy here on the uh, Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, again, you'll catch him and myself uh, doing that. Uh, we've negotiated a media rights deal with you, right, for the uh, for the, for the Purdue tailgate <laughs> yeah. show that we do? It's going to take uh, seven years, $370 million a year. Uh, we're going to pay you in, we're paying you in rubles, I think, actually, is what that comes <laughs> out to. So, uh, Kyle, it's always a pleasure to talk, man. I always love doing it and uh, looking forward to a, another big season of football. You and me yakking it up uh, with all kinds of great guests uh, before games. going to be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, you take care. Thanks so much. All right. Talk to you later, dude. Take care, Kyle. All right, we're going to take a break. Yeah, I'm going to dive a little bit more into this uh, this Big Ten media deal. I, I I'm going to make a case. Kyle's Kyle's all about, hey, you got to win on the field. But um, I, I think there's I, – I stand by what I said. I'll tell you why. That's coming up next. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 101.